Welcome to episode two, Bourbon Madness. Welcome to Bourbon Sauce, where we discuss topics and get sauced on bourbon in the process. We'll try and keep it PG, but no promises, as we'll try to stay true to ourselves and be as unfiltered and blunt as possible. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us for the show. Before we get into it, what do you got? Uh, what are you sipping on there, Ryan? I am working on this bottle of Snake Eater Bourbon by Leatherwood. Oh, okay. Picking up where we left off on the last episode, then. Absolutely. Okay, well, I switched it up. I'm going with the Old Forester Statesman. So it's a 95 proof bourbon. Um, we're going to see how this goes. Bougie. So, bougie. Cheers. Cheers. So, today's topic, we're going to discuss uh, the madness that is the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship Tournament. And um, we got a bunch of things we want to talk about. I'm sure we're going to end up having some more funny stories. And as we get more sauced, it'll get interesting. So, first of all, who did you predict? Or did you do multiple brackets and predict different winners for each of those? Well, sadly, I, uh, I'm a one-bracket kind of guy. So, uh, I went one, one, one bracket only, and I picked... Uh, Tennessee and Gonzaga in the final four with Tennessee beating Gonzaga 71 to 69. Yeah. Uh, so you're a one team guy, which that will bring us to uh, one of the other questions in a minute. But for me, I do multiple brackets because I like to participate in different events with other people. And so in one of them, I picked Houston to win it all. Another one, I picked Bama to win it all. And another, I did Gonzaga to win it all. But one of those three will actually win it. Um, but we'll see, because there's been a lot of upsets, especially yesterday, with some teams that should have won, and they didn't. It's been crazy. This year's probably the craziest that I, I can remember in the years past. Do you have a team that you always pick to win no matter where they're ranked in the bracket no 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 ah, that's shocking i thought for sure i thought for sure you would have picked tennessee you know you would think that but the fact is uh you know me picking a bracket is kind of like masturbating in the dark you know you just kind of just going with a, what you feel you just give it with you know you go with the feel and the motion and wherever it lands it lands so that's kind of how my bracket was. I mean, it turned out good up, you know, through the second round for most of my bracket. And then it just kind of went to shit when Tennessee decided to be like a, uh, you know, a teenager on prom night and just kind of come out the gate strong. Mm -hmm. And then before the second, before the, even the start of the second half, you know, they just kind of flatlined on me. Yeah, most of my brackets were total crap. Uh, I have one that I think I got 70% of my, my picks correct. Um, I remember years past, I was a lot higher than that. So it's been, it's been crazy this year. Uh, I was not anticipating Kansas to lose as early on as they did. That one kind of hurt because I had Kansas making to the final four in almost every single one of my brackets. So my final fours are, are rough right now. I think I'm at. For the final four, I'm at like a 50% chance of being right, whereas years past, I've been at least 75% correct. So this this has been a tough year. See, and I had Arkansas squeaking past Kansas and moving on to Sweet 16, which they did, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I will I will say I do I typically have a team that if this coach's team makes it into the bracket, I typically pick his team to make it to the, at least the Sweet 16 every time if his team is in it. Now, which coach is this? Rick Pitino. Oh, the legendary Pitino. The man who loves to get prostitutes. I mean, technically, it was, you know, one of the coaches got it for the teams, but potato, potato. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm not going to fault a man for having some desires and wanting to get himself some, you know. Hey, if the wife's not putting out, you might as well go ahead and find it elsewhere, right? If that, you know, if you want to swing that way, you swing that way. But so I picked Iona, right? And I and I picked Iona all the way through Sweet 16. And then I had Arkansas beating them. Uh-huh. Iona got slaughtered by UConn, and then UConn went on to slaughter everybody else. Interesting. Yeah, UConn, I definitely had making it to the Sweet 16. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have them going beyond because Kansas, Kansas was supposed to continue and, and win. So, you know, now, now the fact that UConn has just buried everybody they play, they've been playing. I think if they were to reseed this year, it, there'd be a lot different seeding. And and possibly some of the teams that even were in the original brackets from the beginning wouldn't even be there. You know, I think Purdue was highly overranked this year going into the tournament, as it showed when a number 16 team beats a number one team. It's like, come on, man. You got to do better than that. It's not unheard of. It's happened in years past. Uh, it is very rare that all four number one seeds make it to the right. final four. But for them to get knocked out right off, man, that's that's gotta be demoralizing for those kids. It's like it's like, hey, you know, we got the hottest girl in the school, and then some other guy from another school comes and steals her. Right. It's just it's gotta hurt. It's gotta sting. Especially if it's if it's your girl, you know. Yeah, true. I gotta say this though. I remember in the South bracket, you had picked Arizona. Yeah, I did. Right. So and and this is what's funny because you corrected me on this in our conversation yesterday. Was up until yesterday, I had picked Prince. Okay. Bear with me here. And I had picked Prince to make it to the second round and then lose to Missouri. Obviously, Missouri blew up and so on. But I picked Prince. Okay. Oh, you corrected me. Yeah, Princeton. Yeah. I I had been under the assumption that there was a college called Prince, and I'm like, well, you know, I guess somebody renamed a college in the name of Prince. Yeah, so I figured, you know, you go to college there and you get when it to comes Prince's to good music. talking about Cinderella teams, the Prince would be more fitting or a princess anyway, you know, because the bell at the ball, right? But well, you're using like ESPN bracket. See, mm-hmm. I did the NCAA.com bracket and they have everything abbreviated and it literally was Prince. And I'm like, I don't know a school that's that's an honest mistake. All right. So you're right. That's that's a good play, though. You know, the Princeton Prince. So, you know, they could be the Prince of the ball there. Yeah, you never know. I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game plays out today. Uh, I think it comes on later. Uh, so we'll, yeah, they come we'll on later today. There's four games today. I think that's the late one, the 9 p.m. game. So uh, that'll be interesting. 
So you're you're a basketball fan, obviously, and mm -hmm. I am too. So just just out of curiosity, you know, just to lighten the mood, you know, serious question here. What do you call a basketball move where you drink too much alcohol and you still score? Dribbling. Slam drunk. Slam drunk. Nice. I like it. That's a good one. Mm. You're I welcome. appreciate that one. Uh, <laughs> when you talk about shock, right? We were talking about how the number one team lost to a 16. Is it more shocking when the number one team wins? Or when a number 16 team advances beyond, like, the 32? Honestly, in my opinion, there's nothing shocking about a number one team actually making it and winning. I mean, you're seated number one, so you already have high expectations. So if you do make it and win it, I'm just kind of like, meh. Like, cool, you won, great. Even if it's my team, it's like, yeah, cool, you won, great. Mm. Right? I want you to win. But ultimately, a Cinderella team... Most of the time, you'll find people tend to get behind that Cinderella team as they progress, mm -hmm. as long as they're not competing against their team. Yeah, I, I concur. I would agree that that's a, that's a true sentiment. Most everybody likes that underdog. Yeah, I think a lot of people like the underdog story. You know, I mean, look at most movies. People are always rooting for the underdog. I, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. You know, it's not so shocking when a number one, I think because I'm so used to it anymore, where a number one seed loses and you're like, eh, you know, somebody obviously was being overseeded. But when a 16 or a 15 team or even I, anybody that's not in the top 10, if you're not in the top 10 seeding and you make it to like the final four, it's like, dang, man, somebody really either messed up in the seeding process or those kids are just playing balls out. You know, and and they really want it more than other schools, because like if you think about years past when you had uh, like Davidson, when Steph Curry was there, right? Of mm -hmm. course, if they didn't have him, they would have never made it as far as they did. But he was lights out for them when it came tournament time, right? And I think everybody was like, "Yeah, go Davidson, go Davidson," you know, just like we were saying, you know, everyone's on. All of a sudden, now they're on board with the underdog team and they're pulling from like, yeah, we want to see these guys win it, you know, cause they never, these schools will never have a chance of winning again. Right. Kind of like with Gonzaga, right? I think it was what 99 Gonzaga comes out, Cinderella team. They're running through doing really good. And now you fast forward to now and like Gonzaga's in it. You're in, you're in, you're in. And now everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. Like this year, Gonzaga seated. Three. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just shows how powerful these tournaments are. Because all of a sudden you get this media embellishing these schools and they're like, hey, come to the school. You know, maybe you can help us repeat and get back to the tournament. And, and then they become a powerhouse. Right. So, I mean, I do love the fact that they do throw some of these play into the bracket teams because, you know, who knows? Maybe Texas A&M would have the community college would have beat Bama. And if they did, everybody would have been floored. Well, see, and that's that's one thing that I that is so different between college basketball and college football, right? College football, it's it's rather repetitive yeah, on who your top who your top are. I, I don't say it's boring. I love football. I do too, I but I don't like the football. playoff format. It's garbage. Well, I'm not. Well, they're changing that yeah, anyways. It's going to a bigger playoff. But what I'm getting at is like your top tier teams in college mm. football stay pretty regular, right? You know, they stay pretty regular, you know, yep. 
They're 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 on top of it. Whereas college basketball, they're like somebody that eats fiber a lot. They're pretty regular. See, yeah, actually, college football is exactly like you know <laughs> eating a lot of fiber, right? Or what? What is what is that? Um, Metamucil. Your your day, yeah, Metamucil. They're taking their yeah. Metamucil, right? They stay yeah. regular. Whereas college basketball, honestly, you can literally have a sixteen seed team become the national yeah. champion. I think basketball is like. You know, after eating Taco Bell, trusting a fart, I just wouldn't do it. So, exactly, it's you build your bracket yeah. right, and then you go to chow down on that big three cheese triple stuffed steak burrito. You're enjoying it; it's great. You're just driving through it, right? Twenty minutes later, you're just like, "I regret my life choices. I should have never yeah. picked that." Yeah, I feel like that's definitely how my bracket's gone this year. It was. I mean, after last night, that's literally what it was like. I mean, it's basically I just like I blew holes yeah, in my pants. Was, we were watching that game, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Because Tennessee should have won that, and they they we've talked about Tennessee all year, and I I've said it. They are slow in the first half, and then they turn it on in the second, and it's going to take that one team that's just going to be consistent, and they're going to lose, and that's what FAU did yesterday. They were just consistent, and they won out. I'm like, oh, so. I mean, it didn't hurt that they had Forrest killing three-pointers. So, I mean, he was killing threes like he was killing yeah, trees. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Tennessee just, I don't know. They didn't show up, I guess, because they were they looked strong in the first half. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, all right, Tennessee's going to run away with this. And then FAU flipped the script on them in the second half and was like, Today. And the Gonzaga UCLA game was really close, and I, I was like, "This one can go either way," and, and it did. It came down to the end, which was great. I love games that are like that because it's a number two versus number three, so it's it shows that that seating was spot on because the competitiveness was so close. It's like it's a it's a fifty fifty shot at that point, and you're like, "This is a great game." So that's why I, when stuff like that happens, that's when I'm like, "All right." This is why March Madness is great because then you get to see two really good teams going at it who normally wouldn't play each other otherwise, and then you see who who's the better coach, right? Which goes back right. to your point of like I mean, if Rick Pitino is your coach and you're, I don't know, coaching some other, like going against some other team that's a no name coach, and it comes down to strictly the coach. I'm picking Rick Pitino every time. Right. I mean, like UCLA and Gonzaga last night went in at like two two mice in a wool sock, right? They were just back and forth, back and forth. Oh, but I will say, oh, what? Yeah, two mice in a wool two mice in a wool sock. You've I've never, never heard, heard that? that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, two mice in a wool sock. It gets hot. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. The what, but, one of them, them chew their way out of the sock, or do they just fall back asleep after they're done in there? You know, they just kind of go at it. You mm. never know. I've I've actually seen it end. Usually you just dump them out of the wolf sock. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. My biggest thing is like I had picked Gonzaga, right, to go to go all the way and play against Tennessee. Oh. But last night when Tennessee lost, all I could think about was Gonzaga beating UCLA just so you could talk shit to Chris. I I messaged him today and I was like, hey, buddy. Like, how's your yeah. bracket doing? He's like, it's it's crumpled. It's in the trash. Perfect. Which is where it belongs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, mine's not too far behind him because you know 
like I said, mine's at a 50-50 shot right now. And depending on how the games pan out tonight, I could be throwing mine in the trash. Because especially if um, Houston loses, that that's going to be a wrap. I'm just going to be like, all right, I give up. My brackets are, are busted, and I'm just going to watch now for fun. But it's intense. Like, you know, some people put a lot of money on these games. And uh, I can only imagine the euphoria you get when you win out. Uh, but my favorite is when you do a dirty bet with your significant other. See, that's what know? I was gonna say. That's the only way I bet as I bet for fun. Yeah. Because if I bet the, if I bet for real, I lose that. I lose my ass. And you have a whole lot of ass to lose. So everybody knows <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of ass. <laughs> yeah, no, it hurts, but. Speaking of dirty bets with significant others, have you ever had a girl that you were with that was as into basketball as you are and was willing to put something on the line? I f- I, I have a story, but I feel like I always start these, and I just want to hear yours first. Oh, fine, yeah. We'll go with mine. So I was in high school, and I was dating a girl, and I, that's most likely the spot that you would probably be with a chick that's involved with sports because you know there's a lot of athletes in school so she was into basketball i was into basketball and you know i think back then it was probably the tar heels were going for the championship that year i'd have to i have to go back and research it but and i think she was a duke fan and so she bet the Duke would beat North Carolina. And I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. And uh, the bet was, if I won, I got a mouth hug. <laughs> and if she won, I had to cook her dinner. So you can see the vast difference in like the wagering. Like I wanted, I wanted something fun, and she just wanted to be fed meat or something maybe well i mean basically it sounds like both of you were betting to be fed yeah i guess or i was gonna be feed- i was gonna Actually, be feeding either, her either, either way. way you were feeding her yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so uh i did end up losing that that year uh and i did have to cook and i think instead of cooking we went out to like applebee's or something you know because i was a high school kid i couldn't afford much but I mean, Applebee's is pretty elegant back when you were in high school. I'm just saying. Listen, all right. I'm not that old. You're older than me. Well, that's true. But, you know, it's not saying much. So what about you? What, what, uh, did you ever have any bets with, say, lady friends? I did. I did. I did. Um, so this was with, um, I guess, you know, the the X the X mm-hmm. um you know uh, and you know it happens that she drank a lot so it was easy to bet with her when she was drinking so you know I I made the bet of if my team wins you know I get a take stab at the old brown eye you know you know all right so uh, she she accepts that deal and in return if she won. Uh, she got an opportunity to take the uh, old stab at the brown eye. So if she won, she got to stab you. And if you won, you got to stab her. Yeah. 
So basically, we both bet a brown eye stabbing. Yeah, so, I mean, technically my team lost, but she didn't cover the point spread, which is what won it for me, because she was all about the point spread. Well, that's good that she won. I'm sure she was not, ex- I'm sure she was not thrilled at the idea that she had to allow you to... Uh... Well, she didn't get the point spread, but you got to spread some cheeks. Nope. I, I did. I did. I did. That's what I told her. I said, you missed the point spread. Now spread. Oh, man. You could have been. Yeah. You could have been a different I would, man. I, I would have been a different man. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have joined the army at that point. I was in the army. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah, should have yeah. been in the Marines. Yeah, you, you know what? Maybe you should have been in the Navy. Yes. The women's department of the Marines. Yes. Right. Oh, man, we're going to piss off so many people with that. Gilbert, I hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of March Madness, is what is the most memorable one that you can you can recall? George Mason. George Mason. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty And then one. they just kind of fell off after that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about Davidson. Davidson's one that stands out the most to me. Oh, yeah, Davidson was... was one, and then uh, I can't remember the school's name. I just remember they were the Peacocks, and I remember them beating Kentucky in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 progress, right? But that's all I could think of. It's like I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. You know? Yeah. And the peacock flew that day. Flew right. Flew right the hell over UK. You know. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. that just goes to show you. Honestly, what one and done teams are capable of, right? Uh-huh. Right. UK is prime example of one and done. You don't have a coach; you have a recruiter. I would agree. Um, you know. Oh, do you know how many family members are going to text me uh, when they hear your this? Your sister, like, specifically. You should be ashamed. I, she, you know, she doesn't follow UK basketball enough anymore. Oh, yeah, well, but she would I'm do it get just so because. many texts. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get so many texts and be like, I am so ashamed of you. And I'm going to be like, really, you're ashamed of me? <laughs> this is I'm why you're Tennessee ashamed fan. This, this is why. Yeah, this, of all things, is why you're ashamed of yeah. me. We already know I am not a UK fan. Right. The only time I was ever a UK fan Which is weird. was when Rick Patino was the coach. That's the weirdest thing because you're from Kentucky. Yeah, but, but the father, my father... The man who inseminated my mother is from Tennessee. Yeah. What? Right? Yeah, well, still doesn't make much yeah. sense. Being, it makes perfect being sense. Being raised in Kentucky all your life. You know, I, I, I just... But then again, so, I was raised in Ohio and I'm a Michigan prison. fan, so, you know, who am I... That's for damn sure. Who am I to say? That makes, that makes no sense. Who am I to say? That, mine, makes, mine makes more sense than yours. They're both rivalry teams. Yeah, but you in Ohio, I feel like they would excommunicate you. I mean, right? I, I, I pretty much I, am. So I, I feel like if your family was Catholic, they would have tried to call an exorcist to bring out the Michigan demon from you. Come <laughs> demon. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, by the power of Christ compels you. Come out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse. I could have been a Spartan fan or something. But, I mean, come on now. It's hard to even be mad at being a Spartan fan because, I mean, they are Spartans. come on. That's pretty- all, all I can think of you with your beard is just walking up to somebody at a game and you're a Spartans fan and being like, this is Sparta. Yeah. That's all I can picture. 
Maybe you should become a Spartan fan. Uh, maybe an honorary one, just because they're, you know. Right. But they did lose to K-State, so. But I will say, as as Michigan fan, you know, you can always pull a Red Dawn later on in life and be the Wolverines. That's right. That is correct. I do love me some Wolverines. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if I were to remember, oh, that would be another good memorable March Madness is back. What year was that? When Weber and all them were there. And they missed the call for him traveling and calling the timeout. That was so controversial. Well, now everything's replayed. We saw that last night. Replaying fouls, replaying travels, replaying charges to make sure the refs were calling it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it slows the game down a little bit, but at least they're getting more calls correct. Which, right. You know. Well, I mean, the TV, the games are slowed down anyways. If you go to a game in person, there's so many commercial timeouts now. I know. When we went for that SEC championship, I was like, what? Why, why are they stopping? Oh, commercial timeout. Okay. Right. Well, and, and the funny part is, is like all my family was tracking, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be... I'm going to be honored at halftime in the second game against Georgia and LSU, right? In round one. And it doesn't even televise. Oh, that's terrible. They did all all that embarrassing stuff to you and you didn't even get on national television. No, I literally, I was not even on local television. That's like trash. it showed in the stadium, and that was it. You know, I'm None just of my have family to, got to see it. Um, Had you not recorded it, they would have not got to see I know it. We're just gonna have to put that in a group chat sometime so everybody can watch. But it. You know what was the best? The best part about it was is you have a Georgia cheerleader, an LSU cheerleader, and then you got my fat ass right in the middle <laughs> in a Tennessee orange hoodie, just standing like. What the hell am I doing? Looking here? like the great you, pumpkin in between them. You know, I'm like, can you just give me a game ball and not make me stand out here? Yeah, well, I mean, you looked like you were the game ball. You know what? You're right. You're right. And I would have preferred, you know, Georgia and LSU cheerleaders done a little dribbling, but it didn't happen. At least they could have had the pom poms in front of you to mask it a little bit. Uh, no, I wanted that. I wanted that orange to fly, buddy. <laughs> it's like convict, uh-uh. convict orange. Hey, it stands out. Everybody knows you're a false. It's fan. great for hunting. And if you're directing traffic, it's really bright. You you're definitely gonna be noticed. For all the school colors out there, I it's like bright orange. Really? That's the color you decide to go with? Orange. Hey, I like orange. The browns are another prime example of terrible. Color I was choice. Gonna say, how are you going to talk shit about orange? Okay, I'm just saying you're, you're you're bright orange and a swirl of shit brown. <laughs> it's true. Some of these school colors, though, it's like. Oh. I mean, I feel like whoever created your color scheme for your Cleveland Browns literally was wearing brown sweatpants or orange. Actually, better yet, wore orange sweatpants and accidentally shit themselves after eating Taco Bell. No, they're playing football in mud. Sure they were. We'll go yeah. with Taco Bell and shitting themselves. So oh, then they got know. that streak, and they're like, hey, the brown. At least Texas's orange is like a burnt orange, like a darker orange, you know what I mean? Like it's- Texas orange is not orange. That is, that is rust. That oh. is from years of sucking, and you rust out over time, okay? <laughs> That's why they're trying to jump to the SEC. Let's not even go there. Well, everybody's everyone's jumping like, to SEC because exactly. of the money. Exactly. Well, not just the money. That's where oh, you're 100% bigger, the money. 
No, it's not, because that's where your big recruits are going and everything. Mm-hmm. The most television exposure, everything. Yeah. Like, if you compare the ACC network, the SEC network, right, and the Pac-10, all their networks, the SEC network is watched more than any of those other conference networks. Yeah. The SEC is the place to be. I don't care what sport it is. Volleyball, baseball, softball. I mean, good Lord, softball. Oof. Well, yes, I mean, sir. Look, I'll watch a game any day. Look who's still in for basketball right now. Which conference has got the most? Mm, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's Big Eight or uh, let me see here. Now I have to go back and look. Oh, Lord, you're making me I, have to figure things out now. I know. You I'm, got, I'm, three, I'm three glasses in at this point. We got, we got ACC, there's an ACC team, an SEC team, a Big 12 team. I don't even know what the hell Creighton Princeton's Ivy League, which is the oddest damn thing ever. Right. I don't I know. Do. I think I, I'm pulling for Princeton. You know what I mean? Like I, at this point, I really, I really want to see them make it to the Final Four, just because. One hundred percent, absolutely. You know, but I gotta say, you get a team like Oral Roberts. I mean, what is that like a dental school? <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like that's a dental school, and we it's, just like it's either the, that or it's a the, fellatio the, school. You know, the dentist's name was Roberts, and they're like, we'll just call it Oral Roberts. Yeah, right? Well, you see what happened now. to Oral. Like, they had talked about Oral Roberts being a Cinderella team. Yeah. Duke, Duke disproved that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Duke's like, no, no, no. Let's see how good your oral skills are. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. And suck it. I'm still surprised Kentucky made it out of the first round, to be honest with you. I didn't think Kentucky was going to make it out of the first round. I think in most of my brackets, I had Providence beating them just because I thought that was going to be the Cinderella team to have a shot. You know, because, the thing is, though, we've I talked feel about like, that. But we've talked about Providence when Patino coached Providence. Patino didn't coach Providence, did they? I thought they did Iona. He's not. No, no, he's the Iona head coach now. Did he ever coach Providence? Uh, yes, he coached Providence from 85 to 87. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. Yes. Yes, and that is the first team he took to the Final Four. He's the only coach to have three different teams in the Final Four. Yeah, I So that's sure what I'm did. saying. Look at that. Yes, man. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's huh. what I'm saying, right? So you're talking Providence, right? Yeah, he did Providence, uh, Kentucky, Louisville, and now Iona. And he'll take St. John's, too. Watch. Well, he didn't take Iona to the Final Four. No, but I mean, to the tournament, at least. Yes, right. But see, now, had it been Patino as the coach at Providence, I'd have been like, yeah, Kentucky's getting whooped. Not only are they getting whooped because, well, it's Patino. Well, because it wasn't that one year Kentucky played Louisville, and then Louisville beat them and then went on to win the, the whole damn tournament? Yes, because I, I, mean, I think I think they end up beating Michigan that year, Louisville. I, see, and that's the thing for me. For like, like I said, I am a huge Rick Pitino fan. Uh-huh. Period. Period. My favorite basketball coach. I will watch any team he coaches, and that will become my team. Because, honest, in my opinion, that man is an amazing coach. I don't care personal life. I don't care about anything else mm-hmm. that man lives and breathes basketball yeah he's a really great coach i would agree with you everywhere he's oh, been no. except for the except for the nba the nba I'm, is the only place he didn't do well and that is because you can't recruit kids to 
to play for you. You have to deal with what you're given. And True. within like, the constraints of financial budgetry, whatever you want to call that. Um, and he tends to get very young teams in the NBA, by the way. Yeah. and Because like you know, the Celtics, you're looking at the Celtics. He's taking over the Celtics after Larry Bird and I think, what's his name, Parrish, right? All the big names are gone. Yep. He's got a young team. He's trying to build it. But then you have that fan base that's so psychotic. They're just like, man, you suck. You suck. We, You're just not progressing. You're well, not yeah, producing. Not, NBA like, is not going to give you much time to turn it around, you know, especially. Sometimes you need it. I mean, team like the Celtics, come on. They they want to win now. I so. agree. But come on. I mean, look at the Bucks. Yeah, but we're, we're getting off topic. That's We're supposed to be talking about college. Who cares about well, NBA? We were talking about March. We were talking bourbon madness, right? Yeah, and you're March right. madness. So I already was expecting this to just become pure madness. Yeah. So in 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 the in, interest of madness. Yes, it's madness. It's madness. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for Gonzaga. So my final four right now is Bama, Xavier, Gonzaga, oh, and Tennessee. Tennessee's I out, hope you, obviously. I mean, it's possible, but I just don't so see it. So I'm going to say FAU pulls out a quick one against Kansas State and ends up in the Final Four. Yeah, their shooting skills are great. And then it's going to be Bama, FAU, Xavier, and Gonzaga. I mean, Texas, Texas could beat Xavier, but I... Xavier is just always that school that it's like they're just Xavier is always ready to just throat punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to the Creighton Princeton game. To be honest, I'm hoping that uh, I am. Too. I'm hoping Princeton wins. I, I would really like to see them even beat Alabama, which would be a huge story for that school. I mean, it's already a big story. Oh, definitely not rolling tight. It's definitely a big story for them already, the fact that they've already made a sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the coach. He's very he's right. very down to earth, and he's like, look at these kids, not me, which is the way it, it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. And even Patino's kind of the same way. He's always like, you know, look at my kids, not me, you know? But, yeah. I think that's a a good choice to on who you think is going to win. Um, you know what? No. I got one more for you. Okay. And this will just segue into the ending because, you know, basically this is going to kill all momentum at this point. Anyways, mm-hmm. what do you call a piece of cheese that likes to shoot hoops? What? Swish. Swish cheese. Nice. You're the corniest dude I know. I mean, I, you should I, be. I you like should be a Nebraska fan. You're so corny. I should be a corn husker, but you know, yeah. I just I can't bring myself to do it. Well, you know, my you, aunt is a corn husker, and you're gonna you get you. You almost got cornholed one time. Hey, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Well, that's true. All right. All right. So, well, on that note, we we appreciate everybody for listening in. This has been a, another loony episode where we got sauced. All right. Well, thanks for listening in. Tune in next time. Until then, get saucy. Cheers.